and welcome to Is This Anime? I'm your anime expert, Jack Metcalf. And I'm the guy who knows nothing about anime and podcasting, Malcolm Cloud. <laughs> and joining us is uh, Dante Samarelli, one of my good friends uh, and affiliate of a uh, friend of the show, Domenico. Hey guys, how's it going? It's Thanks for having me on. And we are talking about Baki yet again. Um, and again, I just told you, you're Dante, you're, you're a close friend of our friend of the show, Domenico, who on his first episode covered Baki. And we're talking Baki Hanma. Dante, what is your experience with Baki? Um, to be honest, man, like I've, you know, we had Netflix at the house and um, I actually do martial arts and to see an anime and it's just, it's just over masculated masculine and anime basically and i just you know i wanted to check it out check it out and i was just in shock it was just intense stuff like testosterone from zero to 100 very fast super creative fight scenes like awesome characters just absolutely loved it yeah and that's the thing you do martial arts and as uh our friend dustin uh once said you are you are the strongest among all of us because you have so much time to train that that's how dustin put it you were the Baki of our friend group, I'm saying. That's not saying a, that's not saying a lot, <laughs> to be quite honest. Um, I do As someone who's not in this friend group, I'm all, I'm just curious who Dustin is in relation to uh, who who is Dustin like and if you, if you could compare him to a Baki character, who's Dustin? He is that he's that old man in that beginning who assembles his stuff, who doesn't actually do shit in the whole series. <laughs> and who just talks. And <laughs> Domenico, Domin I think I've talked with Domenico about the order of our, our strength. For one thing, I'm at the bottom. I don't even fucking, uh, I'm not even qualified to be in the strength well, competition. If you could compare yourself <laughs> to like any character in the series, Jack. The, the, the small child, because my power is friendship. <laughs> and I can, I, I can take a hit. I can take a hit from the strongest. So I, I, I can take a hit. But no, uh, I think Don Thomas, Thomas is second strongest. And then, yeah, Dustin's, uh, I don't know. I think maybe Domenico could beat up Dustin. So, yeah, I don't know. Those are the strength rankings of Jack's friend group, folks. Enjoy that. But yeah, let, this is a martial arts anime. It's a martial arts anime that um, kind of is just completely bonkers. Uh, to compare it to a show we've covered before, uh, what got me into Baki was when someone compared it to they said it was the martial arts version of Jojo, and it really is, because Baki just goes to places that uh, you never expect. Yeah, yeah, if I can add as well, it's just, it's ultra creative, right? Like, man, one of the characters, I think, I think it was Spec. I don't know, one of the characters, he had like razor blades in his arms and, you know, in his elbows and knees, and you're like, you know, who thinks of this stuff? It's like, <laughs> it's like they, give it, they gave a kid, the animator of the manga, just a bunch of drugs, and he just got creative with it. <laughs> Yeah, it's super creative. I yeah. love every bit of it. And that's the thing. Baki is still ongoing, even though it's been going on since like the late 80s. Like um, just checking right here. It's been going on since the show. There's a 2000s version of the show, which is very good as well. But then they took a big break and then Netflix finally picked it up with Baki. Now now we're in the Baki sans. We're just getting Baki anime every year. And I mean, like I, I mean, like we'll talk about this episode. These episodes take place during the Bush administration, which tells you uh how far we still are from the present day of Baki. Yeah, that was one of those things that like, I was like, wait, which Bush administration? <laughs> because there are moments where I was like, okay, so I wasn't sure if this was said in the near future where there's a third Bush or obviously it couldn't be George W. Bush, uh, but then there's obviously George Bush Sr., and there, because he has two sons. Although I think there's a third Bush son in real life. I'm just taking, uh, I'm making this all set in alternative reality. I mean, there's a character named, like, if this is set in the 90s, right? In, uh, in the early 90s was when George Bush Sr. was president. And then there's a character named Iron Mike in this show. I'm going to say it right now. Was that Mike Tyson? And was that during his period where he was in jail for rape? <laughs> like, was that, is that what I'm, well, is that the link well, I'm supposed to make? Is that... Is that little old me like going crazy with just the theories? Because I kept thinking that I was like, you can't name him Iron Mike. There's Iron Mike Tyson. Like, what, what's what's happening? Oh, so no. Um, Baki Baki is always set in the present of whatever Baki is. In this case, these are based off of manga chapters that uh, came out during the Bush administration. Barack Obama has also appeared in the series, as has uh, Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. So Baki is real woke political shit, guys. It doesn't get any more contemporary than Baki. 
Actually, I can't wait till they start doing film studies on that. Yeah, the most contemporary thing we've ever watched <laughs> on this podcast. Although, you know, no. Baki has stayed a, a teenager eternally, though. So that's kind of, it's like The Simpsons. It's like The Simpsons, you know. What are you talking about? That's, yeah, that's a diss to The Simpsons in a way that I don't think you realize or you just did. <laughs> didn't Baki have sex with his girlfriend on the during this? Uh... No, he didn't watch those episodes. This is just the first. Um, I only watched the first six for this podcast, in which, by the way, the first two I didn't feel like I needed to watch. Like it only starts getting interesting once he goes to Arizona State Prison. He kidnaps the president to go to a fucking prison in Arizona. Like all you had to do was just like light a joint. <laughs> like that's what all you had to do. It would have been funnier if he like kidnapped John McCain. Dude, John McCain would do the kidnapping. Actually, that's true. <laughs> They couldn't go there because John McCain's a farmer POW. <laughs> they were like, Yeah, he's dead now. You can't you can't go after the dead guy. That's not cool. Well see well, well, when was this produced? Was this like produced when he was alive or dead? This came out this year. This like animation itself. It came oh. out like two months ago. Okay, yeah, I guess he is dead. He's been he's been dead <laughs> for a while. Let's 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 talk about episode one of Baki Hanma, which is titled The World's Strongest Senior, uh, which is referring to high school senior. <laughs> Because uh, Baki is the world's strongest high schooler. Malcolm, we watched Dr. Stone, which referred to another high schooler as like the world's strongest primate or some shit. Yeah, he was the world's strongest. Yeah, they were like, we can't we can't step on Baki's toes. So we'll, get, we'll, we'll do something that uh, hovers around racism by calling this character the world's strongest primate. <laughs> this episode opens up very dramatically because there's a press conference held regarding the murder of an elephant. And we're led to believe it was the army who murdered this elephant and the the general guy that it wasn't no ordinary elephant. It was a prehistoric sized elephant that killed over 900 people and consumes 22,000 tons of food a day. <laughs> that was crazy. Jesus Christ. I, just, I was like was taking notes of it. Also, I like this idea that they like he's like I would call it in the army and like I don't know what country is in. Like it felt like they were like in some somewhere in Africa um, because of like a there was like sort of this like safari element, like this like oh we're at like a private like what's those I forget what those places are called like the um like animal reservations yeah an animal yeah, sanctuary so but like you've got this fucking killer elephant or whatever and the guy's just there by the way I thought that guy was gonna be important to these episodes no he just is there for like the the opening and then you you find out I think it's Baki's dad's the one who ends up killing this elephant. Uh, and then, and guess what? Baki's dad, not all, not at all that much a part of this story as well, outside of the fact that his son is like, I got to go to prison so I can go and fucking beat up my dad later on. Like, what a crazy, what, how crazy is that? It's totally sensical. He's, his dad is super strong, so he's got to get stronger. So he's got to beat up his dad's uh, ex-war buddy, Biscuit. I, I think, like, to be honest, I think it's the whole, uh, that Freudian thing where you're actually jealous of your papa being stronger, bigger, faster. Yeah more alpha than you are and then obviously like as a martial artist being both martial artists uh you just have that uh you know you have that weight on your shoulders where you just want to be just as good as papa if not better yeah yeah it's like succession uh it's like the fighting version of succession where where baki yes. just is seeking approval from his dad and his dad will never give it to him the more he wants it his the the less his father's going to give it to him like if he was just like, hi, I'm going to write poetry. I'm going to do slam poetry and not worry about fighting. That's when his dad would pay the most attention to him. If, his, if he was just like, fuck you, dad. Like I'm going to, I'm, I'm a feelings man. I'm not a fighter. <laughs> like he would, his dad, that's when his dad would just be like catnip to him. But instead it's like, I got to like go to extremes and shadow box and like. Right, Malcolm, you're, you're talking so fast. I don't think you realize that you actually just spoiled the end of Baki's confrontation with his father. I've never even seen that. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> there are hints in these first two episodes of how, because again, this manga is still ongoing. I, I know how the confrontation with Yujiro and Baki ends. And guess what? There's still two other Baki series that come after that, uh, where uh, Baki fights uh, Miyamoto Musashi, who is... Um, the, the Japanese old samurai. Yeah, and then there's also the God of Sumo who takes place after that. So even after Baki's confrontation with his father, there's still more to this story. Yeah, it's because they after you beat the the strongest man and you become the strongest man, you gotta you get new people who want to fight you so they can take the title from you. Am I wrong? There are hints to how this fight goes in the first two episodes. I'll say, 
find out in three years where we cover that fight. Um, no, it's uh, again, Baki is insane. And, and Malcolm, you're just kind of like going over the fact that Baki's father killed a prehistoric elephant and also ate it. He, oh, I didn't realize he ate it. <laughs> yeah, you see him eat the elephant at the end. Yeah, he's like, he's Malcolm, like got it over. Malcolm, how do you think he's so big, man? Like, what do you, how do you think he's so big? It's not, yeah. it's not rice, bro. It's he's eating prehistoric <laughs> elephant meat. <laughs> Yeah, he's um, got to find a way to like get all that protein. Yeah, because we got to think about it. Like, that's the one thing about all those guys in prison. I'm like, they're like eating fucking pork and beans, as Iron Mike says in uh, in that one episode. And yet they're like the most jacked dudes where I'm just like, I feel like, you know, you know, there's like fucking like gallon drums of just like whey protein that they sell at like Costco and stuff. Like, I just feel like that's what they're just drinking. Like, they just put a bunch of water in, alkaline water, and then they're just, like, <laughs> they're just going for it. They're just chugging it, like. So, meanwhile, we got this kid, Rumina. He's been challenged. He's been dared by his friends to uh, t- to threaten the strongest high schooler with a knife. Uh, he goes up to these three dudes. But, of course, we know, as Baki viewers, that these three guys got nothing on Baki. Uh, he confronts Baki, and Baki... Uh, Asks him if he can swim. He smacks the kid on the bottom so hard it leaves an imprint. That's sexual assault, by the way. That's sexual assault these days. <laughs> From this point forward, Rumina became a man after surviving that confrontation with Baki. And then, then after this, Captain Stridum appears and tells Baki uh, what his dad did. And then the captain says, this whole situation between you and your father is basically two countries going to war. I should note that in later in the manga and in the, the series, we will learn that, that Yujiro is so strong, he has to sign a peace treaty with every president. That's pretty strong, man. Like, Malcolm, <laughs> how do you get to that level, man? You eat elephants in front of people. Uh, without, without cooking, you go like, you know, I'm, strong and, I'm stronger than, you know, salmonella or trigonosis or any of those, like, uh, you know, <laughs> raw meat <laughs> diseases. Um, you know, you basically, you know, you take out a single army. Just one person takes out an army. The U.S. Army, greatest army on the world and the planet. You know, no, th- no match for this man, <laughs> right? Like if they, if they can't, you know, beat the, him, no one can. I mean, I assume you have to survive some sort of like atomic bomb situation, un- like totally unscathed. Like you were right at the center of it, and it's like. You got nothing. Like I'm sure you guys, you can walk into like Chernobyl as it's melting down, and you just like puck the fucking melting core with your hands and eat it. Like that's what you eat have it. To yeah, do. yeah, that makes sense. Actually, that makes a lot of yeah. sense. because like, that's what they say is like you know like you train, uh, you can train the body. Uh, it's so meticulously that like you can basically become invisible, <laughs> which is I kind of love it though. <laughs> like I gotta say, when I say things like this is so crazy, it's just like. I, I am a sucker for these, like, over-the-top, like, they're just going for it. With guys as well, right? You're watching this stuff. And, you know, obviously, you know, it's fake or whatever. But in your head, you're like, God, Christ, that is just so alpha male. Look at this monster just punch an elephant in the face and just eat it. Like, obviously, you know, that's, you know, that's quite, um, you know, dangerous. And there's, like, obvious uh, ethical reasons for not eating an elephant. But in the back of your mind, you're like, God, that's amazing. What are the ethical reasons for not eating an elephant? I don't. I think there's something like I don't know something about them being endangered. I'm not sure though. You'd have to check up. Yeah, I guess you can't. They are like a pretty compassionate and they are a very emotional animal. It's I guess it's the same as like the moral quandary of eating a dog. Like the general said, this elephant did kill 900 people and consumed 22,000 tons of food a day. So that elephant was not uh, treating the environment well. Yeah, they were just, it was just eating all the like food that like major corporations are just throwing out when they, you know, are artificially uh, dwindling supply. Well, it was also probably eating other endangered species too. So yeah, it's just eating other elephants. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, why are the wolverine mammoths extinct? Oh, because this fucking elephant ate them all. That's why it's so big. Uh, but Yujiro, Yujiro did the right thing and killed it and ate it. And, you know, again, he he ate the entire thing. So he didn't waste. He's not wasteful. I mean, yeah, it's that. You know what? Well, that's a good lesson, right? You, it's it's if you're gonna kill something, consume the whole thing. Gave its life for you. So uh, in theory, uh, so you know, use it. I was just like thought it would be funny if he like you know had the tusks. That, you know, he made you know use those elephant tusks. I don't know to make a piano or something. Oh, that's pretty PG, man. Uh, I was thinking you could use those tusks for other things as well. That'd be pretty intense. Um, <laughs> just, just <I've>, a <laughs> I I never ate elephant, but when I, when I was in Amsterdam, I ate the 
crocodile burger at this one place. So that was really good. Oh, nice. I've eaten whale. I will make you like your Jiro, man. You got to kill the alligator yourself first with yeah. your bare hand <laughs> and then wear the coat. Our, our final fight of the episode is when Baki shadow boxes Iron Michael, who isn't Mike Tyson. It's Iron Michael, guys. Uh, Baki's imagination is so strong. He can, I mean, Dante, have you, I'm sure you've shadow boxed, but have you ever um, made made a shadow, shadow box so hard you created another foe with your imagination like Iron Michael? Okay, okay. Honestly, I know the whole series goes over the top with literally pretty much everything, but it does touch on a lot of really cool stuff that they do do in martial arts. Obviously, visualization is a big thing. But there was a bit in the series where... That guy had like the poison hand or whatever. Whenever he would touch people, like he would infect them. Was this this series? So I actually looked that up because a lot of the techniques I was quite curious about. And I looked up this poisonous hand thing. And it, there is a form. It's not a martial art. Obviously, it's like a form of assassination where people would actually dip their own body parts into poison and strike uh, maybe another person or skin uh, with the intent of, you know, poisoning or killing uh, their target. Um, but as far as manifesting my, you know, subconscious or my imagination at the time, I'm still working on it. And by that point, I think um, I think I'll be pretty good in terms of training. Uh, and we also get when Baki uses his imagination to cook uh, the three uh, friends of uh, Rumina's. Uh, he manages to cook them food using imaginary cooking. Yeah, he does that. He cooks them a meal. He cooks. He imaginary cooks them. He he. he uh, it's like three pickled plums and something else. And it makes their mouths uh, water so hard, even though it's imaginary. Jack, I got to ask you, man. Like, you know, <laughs> I haven't had your cuisine yet. But if you could cook anything for, uh, for Malcolm and I right now using your imagination, what would you cook? It's, uh, huh. I don't know. Yeah. A pizza? Imaginary? A Dude, that's really terrible. Pizza? What's a pizza? Come on. A pizza? You didn't even give, it, give us a type of a pizza. <laughs> a pizza. Know, that guys. is just... Jesus Christ. You have a god power and you want to make us a pizza. <laughs> you can cure the world of hunger, Jack, and you want to make your friends a pizza. Malcolm, you get the oh Jesus, man. Come yeah, on. that's that was crazy. What, what, yeah. what, what do you Dante, what are you imaginary cooking me? I asked you first, man. I well it would probably be like a woolly mammoth steak. Malcolm, would you have some woolly mammoth steak? I would try a woolly mammoth steak. There you go. See? That's a start. There we go. I know lame-ass pizza. Uh, episode two, I only had one sentence in my notes, which is, Baki fights a praying mantis. Uh, that's the episode. That's literally the entire episode. Well, also, why? where did that kid go? Like, he was just in the first two episodes, and then he just disappears. Like, I thought he was going to be, I don't know, the world's strongest uh, buddy or whatever. <laughs> like, he's just like, he's a friend. But no, it doesn't. He's a point-of-view character for those two chapters. That's basically it. That fuck, I fucking hate that kid. That was, wow, that was so stupid. <laughs> I was like, you didn't even do anything in the second episode. He's just standing in that room. He's like, whoa, what? There's like these characters in this show. Like the same thing happens with that like black prison guard in the last episode with the three, the triplets. I'm just jumping ahead. Where all that guy does is he's like, as the, all the fights are happening, he's just standing there and his whole reaction is like, what? Oh my God, what? And it's like, yeah, of course, like these things are happening. They're all these fucking crazy fighters. And you're just standing there as if you're like about to die, like from coming or something like that. Those characters are there to narrate the action. That's what they exist for. They're not even doing that. Like they're just they're just there. Like they're acting as us, but they don't have any like useful commentary. Like at least like do be a commentary. Be like, whoa, I can't believe that. Or like, you need any help? And instead, they're just standing there and being useless. That's another thing I wanted to add as well with the series. Like as a whole, I mean, there's there's times where like you know your buddy's getting beat up or whatever, and there's a lot of standing around going on. Like, you know, like Malcolm, I know, I, you know, I don't know you personally, but if I were to watch, you know, someone chop off your hand, you know, I'd probably jump in there and be like, guys, that's enough of that. You know? Yeah, that's enough. <laughs> One probably time, you guys should probably go home. We should have some of Jack's imaginary pizza or whatever yeah. now, you know? It's, it's, it's delicio imaginary pizza as well. It's not even. Oh, it's not even that good. Not, not even. Not even fresh. Fuck me, man. Christ. Oh, let, me man. let me ask you, was it a red sauce pizza or a white sauce pizza? <laughs> Red, red sauce. Okay, good. At least there's something there. But yeah, no, I mean, that's the, yeah, that is the one thing. It's a lot. I mean, outside of the thing of being like, I've got to respect the duel or whatever, like, especially in the prison, like, I just felt like it's so weird because they are prisoners. But it also felt like 
they were all prisoners uh, who were there by choice. Like, it was like, they were all like, instead of just being like, we should train in like a special like island or whatever. They're just like, we're going to all go commit crimes and go to prison. To a pretty like lax prison. It doesn't even seem like it's a supermax, which is where these guys should be. Like they should be at 80X Florence in like Colorado, like in like by Bomber's Alley. Like there should be like, where you know, 80X is like a real prison where it's like, Ted Kaczynski and Eric uh, Rudolph, the Atlanta bomber, like all these bombers, like all these, like all the people like where you're like, wonder where they went. They're at this prison. Uh, I feel like they should have had like a whole wing where it's just the fighters wing. And it's like, these are the, these are the most dangerous fighters in the world. Well, some of the shit I saw, I was like, why aren't these guys on their own like planet or why didn't they kill these? Like, it's that guy who could like make the vortex. Like he can make like basically make a black hole with his hand. And I'm watching this. I'm like, why is he in a glass cube? Like, I'm sorry, like, isn't he kind of a little bit too dangerous to even, like, be alive? I agree. I, I, yeah, I think Can you imagine just... being, like, one of those prison guards as well? Like, who, like, I mean, they look kind of incompetent. And in my head, I'm like, that, that's just a terrible job to have. Like, why would you even be there? I, I assume that, like, if you're a prison guard there, you're, like, you're, you're on some level hoping to die. Like, you're just like, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta like, I, the insurance, I gotta, like, it's all like an insurance scheme. I'm just like, I gotta die on the job so, you know, my, my kids are taken care of. <laughs> like, that's what it feels like, you know? Because, yeah, it's like, also, I'm like, yeah, these guards are, like, so incompetent. And, yeah, I know we kind of skipped over the second episode, but literally it's, it's a he fight. He fights a praying mantis, and then I don't know. And then he just then we cut to the next episode where he's kidnapping uh, sitting President George Bush, uh, and then demands his only demand is that he's be sent to this random prison in Arizona. It's not just any prison though. It's the Black Pentagon, guys. The Black Pentagon. That almost sounds racist. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was waiting for a, I was waiting for Sheriff Joe, uh, the infamous. Uh, uh arizona uh jailer uh who uh was yeah famously cruel and then also pardoned by uh trump i was expecting him to show up as a character at this point it's just like i was like oh of course like arizona has these crazy prisons but uh uh the, the black pentagon i miss that um so the other the, the other thing too is the, the show throws some shade at george w bush who is objectively the worst president of the last 50 60 years uh, worse than Trump uh, Zoomers, I'm sorry, but it's true. Um, yeah, they they mention his the narrator mentions his declining approval numbers, which is why he's coming to Dallas, uh, which, as the show points out, is where JFK got shot and died. Uh, but Bush is bringing Dallas back, and then uh, he quickly gets kidnapped by Baki. And yeah, Baki is like, I got one request. I just want to be sent to this prison so I can fight Biscuit Oliver, who is. Uh, Basically, the second strongest man. This he's he's right below Baki's dad. Basically, can you so tell us about like what does Biscuit Oliver look like? Like, uh, Biscuit Oliver is 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 oh, it's a big black dude. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, I know Biscuit. Oh, I thought that was like a joke. I thought you you were like trying to. I don't know. No, I had a I had a brain fart there. Sorry. Go on. Go on. And Malcolm, you remember when we covered Iron Blooded Orphans, which also featured a person named Biscuit, but um, that Biscuit was a chubby white guy. And he was pretty cool. He's the best character of that of that terrible show. You need to watch more of Iron Blooded Orphans. I did a bad job picking episodes, to be fair. I I will never watch more of that show. <laughs> we we've we've got more. There's other Gundam shows we need to we still have yet to cover, so we're good. Um, what was it? Biscuit Oliver is yeah the second strongest man. He used to like uh, fight in a war with Ujiro, so they're buddies. So yeah, Biscuit what is war, the war. By the way, what war were they fighting in? It was it just a, a war between the, the like just two guys like was it like we're just like <laughs> or four guys because I guess it's the two guys versus like another two guys or something like is that the war? I think it was Vietnam, but of course again, Baki. Um, it takes place in like Simpsons and Marvel time where the characters stay the same age, but uh, the world changes with them. Uh, so that, that's kind of that's kind of how it be. I mean, really, Yujiro at this point should be like 70 years old, but I think he's only like 40 or 50. He's on the Japanese diet, man. They age slow over there. Come on. And also when you're the world's strongest man, you you know, you're like Tom Cruise. It's like how Tom Cruise still somehow looks looks pretty good for his age, despite like Russell Crowe being like a year older than him and uh, looking much more his age. I gotta say, I I respect Fat Crow, right? I respect uh, Russell. I, I'm just like that's a guy who's just aging. He's just doing it like he's doing it like most guys his age, 
and he, you know the fact he's still leading movies and all the rest of it. I'm just like, good for this guy. He's never going to be Gladiator again. He will never get back into that shape. He was barely in that shape when he did that movie. <laughs> like he was never like a ripped guy <laughs> to begin with. Um, so Baki, he gets taken to the Black Pentagon. We also get, you know, we we've watched a lot of shows with a uh, female fan service, but you know, we get to see uh, Baki's ass in this when he's uh, being checked. So you know, something for the ladies and everyone else. So. I wasn't aware women watch the show. I don't know. I know Gundam Wing has like a big female audience, but I don't think Baki is much of a girl show. But you know, the the yeah, I feel like if this is anything, it's like more of a you know these gratuitous shots are for like probably gay men who liked fighting. But yeah, because I was gonna say like the, there's <laughs> uh, uh, when I was in uh, school, I was I did like art. I almost got an art history uh, minor. One of the uh, I had to take like an art history class. And like the three twins at the like in the last episode remind me of um, uh, what's it called? Uh, I think it's yeah, this like very famous like but controversial art. Uh, like I don't know how. Yeah, I don't know if it's like an art style or like series of works by this artist named Tom of Finland. I don't know the best. The best way I can describe it is it's very gay. <laughs> like it's like it's just like. A very like macho gay uh, drawings, and when I say it's very gay, I mean it's literally like like it's leather. It's like that leather culture from like the eighties, um, which I feel like kind of this show mimics a bunch. Uh, and then like just a very graphic depiction of gay sex in the art. Uh, it was a very con- it's very controversial art even to this day. But yeah, I was just like I, I that's what I meant by it. So like in terms of just going like I don't know if this is for women, but I could definitely see an audience for like gay men who are into that aesthetic all i know if i saw another dude just watching baki on like the subway or the train or you know at the library i would totally approach him and be like bro that's fucking sweet good for good for you yeah it just applies to all men <laughs> every every man should watch baki i agree every man needs to it just needs to be part of like the the lexicon of just being a masculine man just watching baki yeah i was gonna say i feel like uh i don't know if you've seen that recent snl sketch the uh uh, man park thing but just going up to some guy and just being like baki 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 i think we're best friends anyways so we go to we go baki's in the black pentagon and he uh gets to visit biscuit cell which isn't much of a cell so much as a mansion Again, I love this. He's the strongest prisoner. He's the number one guy in the Black Pentagon, and he doesn't even have to wear like a jumpsuit. He just gets to wear his fun, flamboyant shirt, smoke cigars, uh, and live He's in a, a mansion. Sophisticated black man, dude. Let him do his fucking thing. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I mean, again, like like we were saying earlier, this isn't much of a prison, especially when the number one prisoner gets to live like that. Yeah, that's just even like the introduction to. Uh to that character in particular i was just in shock like because i've never obviously been exposed to baki before it was like one of the first things i did uh i think he, he is in one of the first episodes when he's hunting those convicts and i was just like jesus christ the show can't get any more ridiculous and it just got more and more insane it really does um so yeah <laughs> baki he goes to a cell there's a fun game in this cell because he keeps meeting prisoners in his cell and he keeps thinking they're the strongest until it finally ends and it happens like four times it's it's pretty much a sketch at that point so yeah he goes to meet iron michael and he's like oh are you are you the number two uh and then an old man pops out who reminds me of the old man from a uh, squid game there's this like seven foot tall white guy and baki's like okay this guy must be the number two and then finally, we get Jay Guevara, who is uh, not the tallest of these folks. Uh, and he was also sleeping in a closet because he's a warrior. He he's says. crazy. That was a cra- I was like, it took me a second to register that line. Also, can I just say he he's yeah, he's obviously like modeled after Jay uh, Guevara, like the Argentinian uh, revolutionary. Right. Like that's like him. I mean, his origin story is it's just Che Guevara's story. Oh, was Che Guevara a Japanese uh, immigrant? No, he's an, as I said before, he's an Argentinian revolutionary who was a major figure in the Cuban revolution. <laughs> I know that part, but but it is mentioned later that um, Jay's real name is June. Uh, so Okay, I, I honestly feel like, I feel like the, you know, the animators and the writers of the show, they do have like some type of legal team behind them, like saying like, dude, you got to change this or... 
you know, you're totally, you can't put Mike Tyson's name out there because Mike Tyson is like a, you know, he is his own brand essentially, right? And Shay, there's a lot of people really kind of still pissy about that whole thing going on in South America still, especially with Cuba and all. Uh, so I do feel, you know, wh- wh- where they can bend the rules, they do do it. But at the same time, if they can avoid avoid some of the issues, like I'm not even sure if they could show it down in, uh, I don't know if they have South American Netflix. But, you know, you make fun of, uh, you know, a hero down there. Let's let's talk about um, Jay Guevara's special treatment because he's allowed to just fuck around in the cafeteria. He takes an officer's gun and points it at his face, and uh, he's just like, "Hey, man, we can't have flies roaming around the cafeteria." Yeah, man, he's all about sanitation. Fuck it, that's really important. Yeah, especially in these COVID times, right? I'm like, that's timely. Uh, no, I'm joking. Uh, um, yeah, no, it's that was funny. Like, I mean, again, it made me that like ask that question of like, are any of these guys really in prison or are they just all wanting to be there? Like, is this one of those things where he could like walk out and then they're like, see ya? Like, it just felt like that might have been the scenario. <laughs> like, he's so powerful. Like, why is he here? <laughs> like, like that was the one thing I that didn't I know they had like kind of tried to explain why he left that island and it was because he was so young and like the people weren't following him, but I don't know. Yeah, that that uh, that prison itself was a bit of a I don't know. I don't want to say a circ. It is a circus, basically, right? Baki's literally wandering around, just kicking ass. And in my head, I'm like, why aren't there robots yet in this world, right? Like, literally, these people are stronger than ammunition from guns. You know, they can apparently take down countries. So why uh, where are the robots, Jack? Where are the robots? Ah, uh, robots haven't been invented yet because this is 2006 or something. This was like the 90s because like George W. Bush does not have two sons. And like in that episode, uh, the third episode, he has sons. And guess who had two sons? George Bush Sr. All right. That's what I. Th- oh, Mike, this is so fucking stupid. That We can't even get that right. Like can't even have Jenna. We had to cut Jenna Bush out of this. <laughs> the hot one. It's creative license. license. It's it's creative license, Malcolm. And also in legal license, they're like, well, I guess we can't. Oh, I get. Okay. I get. All right. Like, oh my God. Just, this is just awful. Jack, get the writer on the show, man. He has um, to speak for himself here. We we need some answers. We definitely need um, Baki author. That's not a good start, man. They were like, yeah. Like, they were like, we can't, we can't include Barbara and Jenna. We're we're long past. I mean, Baki came out in 1991, and um, this arc is like yeah, from 2006 because Baki is a. Um, it started off weekly, and then I think it became monthly. Things go slowly it made, here. It made um, more sense with George H. W. Right, where because it's like okay, he's got like I mean, he has more than just two kids, but at least there's you know with George you know Bush Senior, you have George W. You have Robin, who's who died young. Uh, you have Jeb. Classic Jeb, please clap. Please clap, Jeb. Uh, you've got Neil Bush, uh, unrelated to the beer. And then you've got Marvin Bush. Uh, and then you got someone named Dorothy Bush, who uh, who's, I might, might have been married to a Koch brother. But that's uh, besides the point. <laughs> Malcolm, none of those, none of those uh, male Bushes were like eight years old either in 1991. They were all full, full yeah, grown men. Yeah, I mean, that's so. where, you know. <laughs> that I mean, doesn't line up either. Creative license with some of that stuff. But you don't have, I don't know. I'm just, I've got, there's such so little to talk about with the show that like, I'm just, well, I'm just. Oh, I don't know, man. I still got plenty of shit in my notes. And we, I mean, we haven't talked Jay fucking up the sumo wrestler with um, hair, for his own hair and putting it into the guy's ear. That was crazy. I, that was, that one actually made me win. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a fucking earwig going into your uh, skull or something, going in through your ear, you know, man. That's fucking freaky. Um, and also, the sumo wrestler, after he gets defeated, the guard just, like, shoots him, which is kind of <laughs> fucked. Dude, it's a... Uh, I don't know, man. I, I feel the writers... I'm not sure who's writing it, if it's just one dude or a team of people. Well, it's it's one dude. It's it's adopted from a manga, and they just keep... They they adopt his manga, so is there is there is there like a storyboard team? Like that's what I'm wondering because I mean there would be storyboards, but they're just going from the manga he wrote. Like I've I've read the manga and compared it to the show, and it's shot for shot pretty much. Yeah, and but you also get martial arts history lessons from him, which I like. You know, we get we get the Sonny Liston uh, history lesson. 
uh, which I was like, oh, OK, yeah. that's nice. So we get uh, Jay's backstory and basically he was an immigrant from Japan and then uh, came to the island. Uh, at first he was a pirate. And then when he was 17, he observed that the rich U.S. tourists would come to the island and just fuck around. So he then chose to try and make the island independent and his army would only use martial arts, which, again, that's what this whole show is about. It's only martial, you know, using the strongest martial arts you can take down anyone, even if so someone's I'm, got I'm a machine curious, gun. Like, I mean, if we wanted to be pirates <laughs> and, you know, uh, Guevara's clan, um, what kind of I mean, do they do, do they train you to do this? Yeah. Or do you just kind of jump on board and you're like, hey. You know, you just you're going hand for hand combat now against people with guns, obviously. So what what's the deal here? How do, how would you become a, one of how would you become a pirate, an affiliated pirate? They talk in the backstory about how all his men were trained in like every form of martial arts. So yeah, I think you know to to become part of the crew, you'd obviously have to go through oh, that strict okay. training regiment. You'd have to master you know a couple martial arts at least. That's crazy. Cool. I I actually really like that. That's hilarious. I think that's fucking awesome. <laughs> It's the, his martial artist army. Uh, and George Bush would not stand for this uh, because he just wants to take down the whole island. And uh, again, Malcolm, you're you're complaining about the lack of accuracy. None of the people in George uh, Bush's cabinet are are real secretaries. What do you mean real secretaries? Well, like he, there's like Secretary James uh, and another one who looks kind of like Colin Powell, but doesn't share his name. Yeah, so. I mean, at this point, I guess we just have to accept that uh real that reality is skewed and that uh we're living uh in a simulation i mean you know he wrote this around 2006 so maybe he just uh didn't have access to like uh japanese wikipedia that that had bush administration oh yeah yeah you know what i mean famously yeah not around in 2006 wikipedia I don't know. He's, you know, he's, he's writing this manga monthly, you know, he's only got so much time and, you know, he's going to focus more on the fights than, than doing the research for uh, George Bush's cabinet. I guess. I mean, he does I have guess. a point there. He does have a point. I guess. Yeah. We have to, yeah. I have to assume that that's, you know, wasn't dominating the news cycles back in the day. You know, they should listen to this and then contact Malcolm and they, you know, Malcolm can make his, you know, plea <laughs> saying like, oh, Yo, you guys are, come on. I'm not yeah. getting this historically accurate. Yeah. Get it together, please. <laughs> um, so anyways, Bush, he wants to fuck up this small island. And he's like, yeah, this is America's. We can't let them succeed or whatever. Um, but then some guard gets behind Bush and he's like, oh, hey, I'm one of um, Ch- uh, Jay's crew. And then he plays a video of Jay at Bush's house. And yeah, we've talked a lot about the inaccuracy of how this doesn't resemble W's children. But either way, it's still Jay fucking around in the president's house and being like, oh, hey, <laughs> I love it. It's so fucking ridiculous, guys. It's so fucking ridiculous. Yeah, I was going to add as well, like, man, there's so many... Oh, God. I'm actually going to give this a rewatch because it's just... Go ahead. I mean, he takes... He... <laughs> no, I mean, he took down all the guy's guards, but I guess that's not even that hard because it's only, like, a dozen people. So would you... Com- like, oh, man. i got to give this another read. It's just such a... I don't know. I actually really like the series as a whole. It's one of my favorite things I think I've watched in a long time. It's just over the top and just kind of down my alley in terms of all that weird stuff anyways. Oh, I fucking love it. Again, like I've, I've read past the, and again, you think this is crazy. <laughs> the next arc is crazier and then the arc after that is crazier. And uh, I still got to read the, the other uh, ones with uh, Miyamoto Musashi and uh, so how the do these guys even, How do they summon these but, you know. old historical figures, I guess, or I guess mythological features in terms of, you know, the God of uh, Sumo? I mean, listen, the arc after the prison arc is um, Baki fighting an unfrozen caveman. So at a certain point, it's just full on crazy pants. That's awesome. (laughs) What does a god of sumo even look like? Is he just a big rice cake? Does does he eat a lot? Like, what's his deal? I don't know. I haven't haven't read that part. So we'll we'll have to do this another time when we cover the caveman caveman arc. arc? Oh, my gosh. (sighs) That actually kind of sounds cool. That's That's the thing. I... The, I like the sounds of this prison arc. I just feel like uh, I, because we watched six episodes and two, I felt, I don't know, I wish we had just started in episode two, or no, not episode two, episode three, and like did like three to eight instead of one to six. I mean, three, I mean, the 
the other half of this uh, season is just um, Jay versus Biscuit and Baki versus Biscuit. So it's just a, it's just you know a bunch of fight okay. episodes basically. So it's all so. leading up to fighting. It's all leading exactly that. That's what Baki is. It's about fighting. <laughs> um, although there's also some romance as we learn about Biscuit's love for one woman. But anyways, episode five, the terrible triplets. Uh, so first we learn that three men are tracked by satellites: uh, Yujiro, Biscuit, and Jay. Because again, this is a world where uh, the United States president has to sign a peace treaty with Yujiro. So obviously, satellites tracking the world's strongest. Although, like, what's even the point of like tracking Biscuit when like half the time he's in prison, anyways? My question is: Does the world know these people exist? Yeah, I guess that's the question. Like, are these people celebrities, or is this like just I mean, a would, secret? I mean, I, it would be kind of wild for them not to be celebrities. Like, I feel like they're so strong, like like that they. I mean, they're the dad, though, you know, like Bucky's dad has to be world famous, right? You can't sign treaties with multiple like presidents and world leaders <laughs> without being famous. Uh, but then like, at the very beginning of that show, remember like, the first episode, um, you know, with the elephant, you know, they the guy who's like doing the press conference is like, I wouldn't even believe it myself. And I was there and I was like, wait, so like, do people just not know who he is? Like, is he just like the a man in the shadows like like i feel like if you saw him in real life like these guys who are just like i assume are like eight feet tall and just you know uh built like a ton of bricks like you'd be you'd shit your pants you'd be like holy fuck like these aren't even human like as you said before like there's guys who can create black holes and should be like i don't know living on mars alone or something like that you know it's crazy i'm actually looking it's been a while since i've uh clicked through the wikipedia of baki and i'm clicking through right now and all the characters he makes up, they've all been, you know, more or less people are claiming at least to be inspired from something. Like, I'm looking at, I think her name's Maria Jack, like, uh, Biscuit, Oliva's woman. Yeah, and, like, apparently she was inspired from the world's, you know, biggest woman as well. But, yeah, there's just, I don't want to say there's, I'm not going to go as deep and say there's lore involved in this kind of universe. But I do think it's, uh, I do think it's interesting, at least, because it does all come from something. Well, I mean, Itagaki clearly loves martial arts. And I mean, he gives like history lessons in the middle of um, chapters and episodes, you know. So obviously this is a guy who who lives. Yeah, and he's a historian, stuff. if anything. I've never met a martial artist my whole life who actually talks about this stuff. Like, oh, the history of Kempo Karate. Yeah. And then they just talk and you're like. No, it's great. Um, so we we get introduced to uh, to some creepy ass antagonist called the lips, tooth and tongue collectively known as the mouth and we get a lesson about the um we get a very detailed explanation of chewing which again typical fucking baki over explanation shit uh i didn't write all that down it was it grossed me out personally because you're just literally just watching um some very detailed uh chewing of meat you gotta chew it right you gotta you know gotta make sure it's easily digestible they all work in tandem. Mm-hmm. They all work in tandem. The lips, the teeth, and the tongue. How, how freakish are those to their parents just to be like, this one's teeth, this one's tongue, this one's lips. Like, oh. The, the triplets creeped. Yeah. That was wild. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. They are like great they're great kind of villain characters in my mind like they're just like they're like they're like what i feel like people who write in like creepy twins want creepy twins to be like but like baki actually went there and then was like fuck it we're not just doing twins we're adding a third like how often do you see creepy you know exactly identical triplets yeah we've seen a lot of twins but not a lot of triplets and uh as iron michael learns the hard way um he gets fucked up by them, man. Poor Iron Michael, who we don't learn what his crimes were. So I'm going to guess uh, he's not like Mike Tyson, like the crimes that Tyson was accused of. <laughs> maybe maybe it was maybe. lesser stuff. You never know. They're, they're very clear on not uh, making this character a convicted <laughs> rapist. <laughs> so you know what I mean, though, right? If they were to put like a Mike Tyson, his name were to be Mike Tyson, you throw the character in jail, you'd have like a legal suit right there, right? Oh, especially Tyson. He's very sensitive yeah, no, about that absolutely. shit. But that this uh, these mouth characters, it's just such a... Like, from a storytelling perspective, that's a pretty rad way to just, you know, just to unveil villains. Like, that's actually kind of spooky, right? Like, that's, you know, that's borderline creepy, I'd argue. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I think that's just a great idea. I don't know where he got it from. Um, but just, 
just that stuff is just super cool. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Yeah, and they also talk the twins them are not twins. The triplets themselves they they kind of make a note of how they're they're not super well trained, but they're just able to beat up Mike because they they work in tandem so well. They're just they kind of taunt and they're like, hey, you know how's how's your training mm-hmm. compared to this? Um, but then but then Jay uh, manages to save Michael in time, and Jay whose whose special ability is piss. Which, I mean, Malcolm, I, I told Malcolm, I'm like, there's a reason we have to do episode six. And uh, Jay, Jay's piss fighting yeah, was the Yeah, he was like, all right, the piss fighting was hilarious. Um, you know, just like, I didn't realize this piss. And uh, and also, I guess his spit would be like, you know, so venomous. I don't know what the best way to do it. It's like acid. He was pissing out just like battery acid out of his dick hole. Is that, am I incorrect yeah. in saying that? Oh, my God. <laughs> no, no, I think it's perfectly accurate. Uh do they actually call it the piss technique, or do, what do they call it? I don't know exactly. It's more, more of just a taunt, and then he draws a yeah. circle with his piss too. So Are you implying none of us have tried that? Come on. And then he, I didn't. I, when I was a kid, I did that in the snow once. <laughs> That's a real thing I did. I got. I will admit that. Oh, man. <laughs> um, my mom was not happy with me. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. Um, oh, that was me last night, man. The Mike Tyson, sorry, Iron Michael. Um, he actually. Uh, he actually has the same similar fighting style to um, the Mike Tyson style. It's a peekaboo technique. And I thought that was just a really nice touch in terms of, uh, you know, oh, getting cool. characters very similar to their counterparts in reality. So just, uh, you know, just yeah. something to think about there. No, I like that. Although I was like so scared because they were going to like cut out, what is it, cut the tendon when they knocked Iron Michael out to like, so that he could never make a fist again. I was like, oh, that's brutal. <laughs> Yeah. But I don't think they were able to do it. I feel like uh, Jay stopped him before that. Yeah, no, Jay, Jay stopped him from that. Um, and then Jay kind of has his transformation moment where he, he makes these markings on his face and uh, fucks up the triplets, except for one of them. The, the leader of the triplets uh, chickens out. It's just kind of, again, we, we quickly see Iron Michael, who's obviously a strong dude, get beat up by the triplets, and then we get the bona fides for Jay by having him kick their ass. So. You know, it's kind of the typical um, anime manga thing where, you know, you want to introduce a strong character and show they're bona fide. So you have to have another character get beat up to kind of see that, you know? Yep. Yeah, I think it was a good introduction. I, I man, I'm just, oh God, I got to go back and read this stuff. It's just such good, just good stuff. I was having such a blast. This was like the episode that I was like, I enjoyed the most was this last one. Like, I just like, I felt like, you know, like. Some of the other stuff have just kind of dragged a bit, in my opinion. But this is the one where I was just like, oh, this is where I wanted to see, like, more of this style. Of just, like, you have the, you know, the crazy characters. And then, you know, you've got, like, you know, the fighting. And it just, like, kept, like, amping up. Like, with the weather as well. Like, and, like, it's like, he's summoning the wind. Like, I just, I don't know. There was just something I loved about that, too. And the fact that they just in this, like, I couldn't tell if, you know, I guess they were, like, some sort of, like, outdoor cell block um but I, yeah it was just fun like i just like like the way that like he also played with weather in the episode too yeah they got they got everything in there man like i'm super excited to see what the, these guys got in store for us it's it's a uh, i'm pumped i want to go punch something in the head right now <laughs> um also i love you know we we saw iron michael get his ass kicked but as soon as soon as um as soon as Jay is done with those guys, Iron Michael looks the, looks perfectly fine. He's completely recovered after already like five minutes. Yeah, they even got the build for Michael right as well. Uh, yeah, Mike Tyson's obviously not the biggest heavyweight, but just thick. Yeah, he's a wall. Like that's like you know when you like I remember like when I was a kid, my grandpa would get uh, uh, like pay per view like for boxing matches, and I got. Like, I know, like, yeah, yeah, Mike Tyson, like, in the late 90s, or, like, whatever, in the late 90s, so I was, like, like six or, yeah, maybe, like, six to eight. Um, and, yeah, you even, like, watch, like, it would be, like, you know, before, like, a fight, they would, like, replay, like, you know, what is it, like, the Evander Holyfield fight, you know. Highlights, highlights. It was yeah. highlights, and I, you know, and even then, you know, I was just, like, holy shit. Like, even as a kid, I, you could just, like, I don't want to. be anywhere near this guy in a ring (laughs) like i'm just like anyone who does it even now like that recent fight he did i was just like holy shit (laughs) like no he's look he's looking yoked he looked he looked absolutely just in shape and form and just focused and that's a scary man very very scary man oh yeah so like i gotta give him like 
you know, that credit. And also just like, I don't know, like I host, he's also a really funny guy. Like that's one of the other things is just like, you know, I don't know if you watch like the Mike Tyson mysteries, which is probably something we might cover on this podcast is like a departure. He's done a good job of like balancing this like persona of like just like scary guy in the ring. But then he does like kind of like be in the hangover movies as well. <laughs> yeah, I think he's gone through his own journey as well because, you know, he did. He was literally one of the richest paid athletes, I think, back in the day and obviously mismanaged. You know, people are taking advantage. You know, I think he was in jail for a little bit as well. Yes. Uh, That's why yeah. I thought this was set in the early 90s. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I could understand that. And even if you're looking at, like, because there's a Baki wiki, I'm not sure how accurate it is. You're looking at Mike's age. It's stated he's 30 or around 30 years old. Um, and I'm not sure when Mike's, Mike Tyson started declining um, career wise, but. I would assume he was probably in his like mid to late 30s at the very least. That's when most athletes start declining, any like anyways, unless your name is like Tom Brady or LeBron James. <laughs> you mentioned something about uh um sorry, Mike just being a funny guy. I remember I don't watch the Rogan podcast, but I do get clips every people send me stuff. And uh, you know, Joe and Mike are friends and uh they you know they're laughing and joking and whatever. And Joe says something and they're smoking pot and you know, they're both laughing at the time, and Joe says something, Mike looks at him. And Joe's just in hysterics. And Mike says, stop laughing. That's not funny. And Joe just stops. He just puts <laughs> down the joint. And he's like, okay, I'm sorry. And just, it's just, it's just a really, not tense, because Mike, you know, Mike is Mike. But like Joe's, you can tell Joe Rogan's, he's kind of spooked. You know, Mike Tyson tells you, in his age, you shut the fuck up. You're going to shut up. Oh, yeah. Also, I mean, Joe Rogan's so small compared to Mike Tyson. <laughs> like, Mike's only how old? How tall is Mike actually? I would have. I assumed always. I assumed he was like six one, maybe. Like he wasn't like the tallest guy, but he's not like yeah. a short guy either. Yeah, but Joe's microscopic as well. Yeah, Mike's one yeah. uh, meter yeah, seventy eight. Okay, so actually, I guess Tyson's five ten. All right, that's uh, huh. Dude, I this never... is so false. Google's such a liar. Joe Rogan's uh, meter seventy two, by the way, boys and girls. I think Joe should be like five foot nothing, isn't he? Sorry, he's, keep going, guys. He, he's Joe Rogan and Tom Cruise. I assume are the same height, and that's like five one. Like they're probably they're barely taller than Danny DeVito. Those two guys. According this is a this is from nineteen ninety, but at five feet eleven inches tall and weighing about two hundred and twenty pounds, Tyson was short and squat and lacked the classic heavyweight appearance. Then he'd kill you. But his uh, strength. Uh, Joe Rogan's height is five foot seven, so I don't know. I'm only like three inches taller than him. Sure, he. I don't. Yeah, he's a short five seven. <laughs> um, let's talk about Biscuit visiting uh, Jay and Baki in the cell. And uh, Biscuit, he tells he tells Jay he's got someone to fight for, which is his lady. <laughs> uh, and he he brings out a handkerchief and he just huffs it. And Jay assumes that you know it was the lady's handkerchief, but nope. Um. It's just from her hometown, and the thing is, Biscuit compares it to to memor to Beatles memorabilia. It's like you know, if you get something from Liverpool, you can still have that, that Beatles sounds... feeling. So he can just huff that handkerchief. Yeah, sorry, that sounds just as sweaty and disgusting, guys. I'm sorry, it sounds like ballsack. I mean, the Beatles probably <laughs> spelled disgusting too. I doubt they fucking put on deodorant. It was the '60s. Everyone smelled like shit. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. The Beatles fucking yeah. smelled awful. I'm sure. R.I.P. To, to the, the two that are dead. <laughs> Rest um, in peace, George and John. You know what? Uh, who knows? Who knows what could happen to Ringo or Paul in the next two months when this airs? Um, you know. Peace and love. <laughs> peace and love. Um, um, listen, if if you're a listener listening to this, you know, five years from now, you know, again, this this will exist. It'll be in the ether. Let's do this segment. All right. So Dante's got to run, but you know, I feel, I feel we've covered the show. Maybe Malcolm and I will just do a quick bit of housekeeping, but um, anyways, let's talk about our favorite segment. Um, so Dante, you and other listeners, those just joining in, our favorite segment is who is the speed wagon of Baki? Speed wagon, 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 speed wagon. Speed wagon. Allow me to elucidate ya. The name is Robert E.O. Speedwagon. And the Speedwagon is basically your favorite uh, supporting character of this batch of episodes. I'll go first. My Speedwagon is pretty fucking obvious. 
It's uh, Jay Guevara. He's just a fun guest character. Uh, I like his piss fighting style. <laughs> and, you know, he's a revolutionary. Um, Jay, Jay is a classic character. And as someone who re- who's read the manga, he, uh, he depressingly doesn't have much to do after this arc, unfortunately. So he's a good one-off. Yeah, yeah, I think that, that, that's definitely a good one. Um, if I could go up next, I think for me, in terms of just like uniqueness and stuff the show doesn't do as much, I like the mouth. I like the three the three characters. They were just weird. Um, and as I said before, you don't really get to see more than two combatants kind of you know take on a character usually in the series. And in terms of creepiness, you know, spookiness, things that you know can make you think a little bit more. I definitely think uh, teeth, lips, and tongue are definitely one of my uh, one of my favorites, hands down. Yeah. I'm- Actually, gonna uh, say the same thing as you, uh, Dante. I was gonna say, yeah, I was gonna say the mouth as well. Like, I, yeah, there's something about like them as sort of these villainous guards that you know is just so interesting to watch, and like they're so unique. And uh, in, in a world of like very unique like characters who are these fighters, like I feel like they stand atop. Uh, I think because I haven't watched past this. I also did uh, like Biscuit because uh, we only really see him in the last episode. And I just kind of like this idea of he's like in this prison, but like, you know, he's so strong and like, I mean, he's the second strongest man. And like, I love the, like, I don't know, the quirkiness of the, like the scent of this, like, this is my woman. And like, you know, she's got this, the scent that like the best scent in the world. And, you know, him just also wearing that like Hawaiian shirt in prison as well, when everyone else is in like jumpers, like orange, like, prison uh uniforms or whatever like was also very funny but yeah i i'm gonna also i agree with the um yeah it's probably the mouth for me too Let's... all right we win we win jackie boy we uh the mouth trumps uh shay i'm sorry the mouth trumps jay uh but you know what jay beat them in a fight uh final thoughts on baki of this batch of baki Dante. Man, if i can say it just gets me excited like i don't usually get excited for animes anymore i think i've kind of Unfortunately, think like seen it, and I don't have a lot of time for it these days. But Baki is definitely something I I would consider watching. Like it's just amazing, man. You you think of gym dudes as like a bunch of meatheads who don't have a lot of time for this, you know, Japanese manga or anime or whatever. And you're talking to big, strong, sometimes famous people who do this stuff on the world stage. They watch Baki, man. They talk about Baki. It's all about Baki for them. So I think that in itself is really cool. Fucking love that. I don't have much more to say. We've already talked a lot about Baki on our previous episode. Um, this show's awesome. It will continue to get awesome. As a manga reader, I know what's what's to come. So keep watching Baki. I'm again. I binged this fucking season in a day. Yeah. I loved it that much. Yeah, and I'll say. I think from this batch, uh, the first two episodes are really filler. Uh, they probably could just be cut. Uh, outside of like you know, you kind of get the cool element of the. Uh, the prehistoric elephant and Baki's dad killing uh, that elephant. I know like we didn't really need them praying mantis like episode and stuff. It could have just been do that elephant thing and then cut to like Baki getting himself into prison. Um, But once it like gets going into the prison stuff, that's when it gets more interesting. And I thought that uh, we didn't really talk about it, but I felt like the uh, flashbacks that they did, like the black and white flashbacks were in the string along in these episodes were really well done. Um, so yeah, I like that. Uh, anyways, um, f- I guess, um, before we go, is there any, do you want to be found Dante? Are you a private citizen or are you someone? Who's I'm, uh, I'm, you could just honestly just Google my last name. You'll find everything, uh, everything that I'm up to. You can find, you know, my brother's pretty up, is up to some pretty interesting stuff. So just Google my last name, Sam Morelli, S-A-M-M-A-R-E-L-L-I. And you'll find all about me. You'll find everything right. about me online. Perfect. Uh, we'll have uh, those in the show notes awesome. as well. For those who are interested, we'll have uh, all that information in the show notes uh, along with this episode. Jack, where can people find you? Jack is Jack on Instagram, only real Jack M on Twitter. Uh, for our podcast, you can find us at it's at is <laughs> at is this anime pod on Twitter and Insta. Um, so yeah, Malcolm, uh, Dante's got to run. So don't plug your Twitter. Yeah, we but all I'm going to plug my Instagram. It. Uh, it's at uh, Malcolm R.J. McLeod. Also, my Twitter. I will use it at some point. You know, who never knows. All right, I can't. Uh, you know, can't stop that. Anyways, uh, yeah. Oh, finally, yeah. Follow us on the podcast uh, Twitter account or the Instagram account at Is This Anime Pod. 
uh, you know, give us some reviews, share with your friends if you enjoyed this. Uh, you know, this helps a small podcast like us very much when, you know, you give it some stars and leave it a review. Uh, word of mouth is going to always help us out. And yeah, I think that about wraps it. Uh, thank you so much, Dante, for being, doing this episode. This was fun to revisit Baki. Uh, and remember, it doesn't matter uh, how much protein you take in. You'll never have enough more protein than when you consume a prehistoric elephant. Goodbye. L- later, Power Bottoms. Mm-hmm.